Welcome back to the show. Today we have Jeremy on for the third time and he does not disappoint. I guess what we do today is pull apart some of the ideas in the conspiracy landscape that we have discussed and put them under a bit of a microscope and try to establish if they are indeed true. So using our critical thinking skills and our discernment, our reason, rationality, all of that good stuff to establish whether we are talking bullshit or not. Let me know whether or not you think we did a good job of that. So welcome back to the show for the third time, Jeremy Hayden. So last time, I think we ended our conversation promising that we were going to talk about um, the various instances of false flags as a prerequisite for wars. So why not just go into that? I wonder if it's been quite well documented as the the Gulf of Tonkin incident, which directly preceded the Vietnam War. Do you want to go into that a little uh, bit? I don't mind. That's the one when Israel hacked the uh, US warship. Is that the one? Yeah. And they sunk it, and it was ordered to be sunk. They couldn't retaliate or anything like that. Israeli warplanes. Um, how that was linked to the Vietnamese, I do not know. Surely US should have gone and attacked Israel, but they wouldn't do that. Pretty well documented, though, right? Yes, it is, yeah. Yeah. It was the first one. Another one was Hitler... Uh, attempting to bomb his own Reichstag, which Reichstag, is a governmental building. That, that the fire. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, and long history of these that uh, mo- mobilized popular German opinion around in support of his. We couldn't really call it a war at that stage. Expedition right. into building a new German Aryan Empire. Right. Um, the Bay of Pigs incident, Cuba. Yeah, I recall something like that, that failed as a false flag. Yeah. Yeah. The definition of a false flag is, well, they caught, it was based on the old thing where the pirates would be approaching a ship and you'd put up a, a flag similar to theirs or mm. a quarantine flag, which was the, the Black Death flag, and uh, they would leave you alone. Except with a false flag, why do they call it that again? Um, You're flying... You're flying under flag, a flag yes. that is not your own. So yes. you're pretending to be something else other yeah. than what you are in order to achieve something nefarious. Yes. Yep. In the pirate example, it would be uh, robbing a ships that come to yep. offer you assistance because you've put up a false flag that right, isn't actually... Right. Okay, you've taken down your, fire, your, yep. your pirate flag yep. and put up a Red Cross flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now someone who wants to come and help you thinks that you're the Red Cross and not right. indeed a pirate ship right. who wants to rob you. That's so that's, yeah. So... So yes, we've got some well-documented examples of false flags. So they absolutely do happen, and they have happened throughout history. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that we were maybe debating a little bit last time is whether or not the COVID incident is. Uh, Wouldn't call it a false an flag. A false flag. I would call it um, something that's been planned for decades, without question. Um, every government. Seems to listen to two agencies or three at most. All you've got to do is compromise these agencies. So people say, oh, but the whole world would have to be in on it and wouldn't someone speak and all this shit. But compromise the CDC and the WHO. Everyone follows their guidance. That's it. If you look who's on the boards of these these organisations and the WEF as well, World Economic Forum, everyone follows suit, whatever their advice is. Lockdowns are absolutely ridiculous. Uh, this has been planned decades ago. Uh, the ultimate agenda of um, control, them over us. It's no longer left versus right or Tories versus Labour. None of that. It's them versus us. Right. So the I, the false flag idea. If let's let, let me just go along with you for a moment and right. say maybe it was some kind of false flag that had been planned in order to in order to. I, again, advance I, some agenda. I wouldn't call it a false flag because this is um, a conspiracy more than a false flag. They're similar in a sense, but a false flag generally doesn't involve deaths. Sometimes, look at nine eleven. That was a false flag event. Seven seven in London. But this is um, certainly a, a conspiracy. There's people conspiring here for sure. Okay. Um, in my opinion, in a nutshell, and I know people will scoff at this, but. Um, been planned for decades every government want you know 
the, uh, the shadow governments as such knew this was coming. And this is their opportunity to enforce new laws, not just restrictions like lockdowns, but permanent new laws. The vaccines, I think, are a bit of a red herring in a sense. Um, the ultimate goal is to start what what they call a vaccine passport, but they will develop that and then develop that and add to it. As long as people accept it, and at first it's going to seem like nothing, going, yeah, it might be a good idea. They're going to develop it, they're going to add to it. Eventually it's going to become a digital tattoo, be optional. They're going to keep adding to it. Banking will be, you know, health, banking, finances, everything will be done through it. Eventually, when enough people accept it, they'll do away with cash and multiple currencies there'll be a one world currency everyone will have no choice but to fall into line or uh, be left out by the wayside as such they'll be uh, they won't be able to fit into society they'll be pushed out so an idea would be something like a one some something approximating some kind of one world government who would be in control of a one world currency now let me disagree with you here sure the way i see the currency going i see it going in exactly the opposite do- direction towards a one world currency um i see it going becoming currency becoming more decentralized and you can see that with the rise of cryptocurrencies where we essentially have an entire panacea of different digital coins running on the blockchain network Mm -hmm. and that seems to be massively growing in popularity yeah and is what seems to be an unstoppable trend uh and that is decentralized to some extent and not in control the whole point of the crypto thing was that it doesn't give control to any one central government right which is why the satoshi nakamoto who is said to have created the algorithm for it or the coding for it i should say wanted to japanese fella yes Mm -hmm. no one knows who he is um or with a name like that it's a given yes name, yeah. well who's the, people doubt that that his, that's his real name because right. he's always remained anonymous right. but the, the idea behind that is pushing in the complete opposite direction towards one world government yeah and we're, we're not talking in the next five ten years here we're talking about the ultimate agenda the goal it will happen over a longer period of time um it sounds it, when you first hear the words one world government you go there's no way that so and so china north korea and russia would all f- buy this no way but um essentially everyone will still have their own governments but the uh the laws will be very similar um borders as we know it won't really exist the currency is another thing i mean cash is the first to go i heard about this bitcoin thing and the, the crypto jury's out for me on that um well, my it's, only point, I'm not making a judgment about whether it's good or bad, no. but merely that it is the, it is going in the opposite direction yeah, to, a the one, moment, perhaps. to a global currency. You're talking about hundreds and probably eventually thousands of different currencies that people can use that are, that are not regulated by any government authority right. whatsoever. Right. Um, so that paints a picture of the opposite directions, my and only point could, This about could it. be used, central government could use this to say um, something was raided or, or something was devalued. Or, well, central or government seems to be... We can't allow um, this anymore. We're going to have to have serious regulations on that. And are there any uh, way forward? The only solution is our solution, blah, blah, blah. Here it is already planned. Well, much in the same way that no central government can have a monopoly on something like the internet because it's a decentralized network yes. with nodes with nodes of the network all over the world, mm-hmm. existing servers and so on. Mm-hmm. Central government wouldn't be able to have any authority on something like a cryptocurrency no. on the blockchain because mm-hmm. it the, the the structure of the of the algorithm itself yeah. guards against any one organization or institution capturing it. Right. Um, so I just see it. So when I look at something like a crypt, the cryptocurrency world, it tells me that the world is becoming more decentralized, perhaps, um, and moving away, which it should, because I would be as wary of a sort of one-world government idea as you would. Yeah, it's it's broad. It's a broad definition. One-world government. One-world one world currency is probably easier to understand. But that's a long way away. One-world government. Well, is a one-world currency. Everyone would have to basically, in a sense. Um, cooperate with each other and i can't see that happening but they do tell you this people high up in the elite as we call them say there will be a one world government oh yeah no um, that's interesting when you hear stuff like even when you look at back at sort of george george yeah the most Herbert famous Bush, yeah uh mentioning one world governments world many, law of, of man was it law of rule of law not the rule of man 
yes. will play the central part. Um, well, I mean, whatever he meant, and these sinister people who have used that term, one world government, whatever they meant by it, it doesn't seem to have transpired that we're heading in that direction, well, from my view. No, the thing is, I knew something like this was going to happen because it would take, like they said about 9-11, absence a catastrophic new event the process of change will be a long and arduous one something along those lines is a quote and then they're doing it again with this they're they're going for a power grab that's what it is it's about control people will say well what's the control i mean pubs are shut and bookies are shut yeah but what they can do with this is use it whenever they like it's a switch they can flick on and off covid covid new variant blah 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 variant it's all bullshit it's propaganda I know there's a lot of resistance, but people are not resisting enough. They do not understand what's going on. This is not about a flu bug or anything like that. This is about control. Them over us, and there's note the, the, the notes of the depopulation thing coming. I don't think it's as simple as you take the vaccine, you die. It's not like that. Perhaps they, um, there's obviously they can make you infertile. Um, I'm, like I said before, I'm sort of for the idea of slowing down the growth of population, but um, yeah. There doesn't seem to be any evidence at the moment that any of the vaccines are causing infertility. No, but um, if you wanted to make people infertile, you would, you know, you either put something in the water and everyone's infertile, or you can inject them with something under the guise of a vaccine. Um, but like you say, yeah, at the moment it's the old folk and the, the people who wouldn't have babies anyway. So that, that destroys that argument in a sense, unless of course the first uh, the first few ja- the j- first jabs for the elderly are uh, pretty much benign and harmless. And the real uh, the real problems are ones for the younger people that, that can breed. Once they look at the oldens and say no, they're fine. I'll take mine. Thank you very much. Um, I understand the argument, but um, yeah, they do talk about depopulation. They talk about one world order. New World Order, One World Government. When you say they, I think just just the powers that using, be. And, yeah, yeah, but also using this ter- this term, either it's they or the powers that be. Yeah. I I just think it's a massive over oversimplification, um, and it just leaves out. You know, like I like the, I like the phrase "the devil is in the detail." Mm. I think by saying the powers that be, yeah, we are we are positing the idea that the powers that be are somehow acting as single-handedly as one unified the, group. The powers that be that most people think of is like Biden and Boris, and these are puppets, these are spokespeople, they're nobodies. They're real people. The powers are the ones behind the scenes. I don't think they're the powers faceless. that be either. They have power. They don't They don't may perhaps have the ultimate say, but they have the, the power because they pull the strings. Um, and these people we see on telly are just puppets, much like the newsreaders. They just they follow a script. It's their job. They get paid to do it or rewarded one way or another. Um, so the powers that be are not government as we know it. Powers that be, the elitist, you know, you call it Bilderberg Group, Illuminati, whatever you want to call them. People behind the scenes, and the only thing that they really have in common is lots of money, wealth, influence seems to be um, but they don't but what i'm trying to get at is that I, I don't see any evidence that these people they do have power they do have money and wealth and influence mm. but i don't see very much evidence to suggest that they're acting in a sort of concerted conspiratorial way well, as in a conspiracy in the original sense of the word being two people conspiring together yes two or more un- people to, to deceive to deceive and perpetrate something that's nefarious. But the thing is, with this... So, it just I just think when you start using the language they, yes. you are oversimplifying a, a very complex dip set of different sure. people with often conflicting agendas who are also competing to try and take power away from each other. Our audience, I believe, is, is pretty simple in the sense that most of them probably don't know what's going on. And so the word they means I, I don't refer to any names. I, I, I have a few that I could throw, but... I just think know, it's I, a very unhelpful word. No, okay. Well, I, I could call them the powers that be. Um, I do mean they, and when I say they, I mean the people that actually... It's irrelevant who they are. The ones that have the power, the influence, the wealth. It's, it goes out saying someone like Bill Gates is one but it obviously takes a lot more than him and he's obviously the, the public hate figure at the moment he's like the satan easy to hate um he, he's one of them obviously he's a globalist um henry kissinger is another there's a lot 
even you know Oprah Winfrey. Who, who the hell? She, she has lots of money and she's in the Bilderberg group. What these these. That's not evidence no, that she's not. conspiring to do anything. This is a group of people that meet every year behind closed doors without media attention. The only media allowed is to, to verify that the meeting is taking place, not not what's being said. Um, I don't what, disagree. What has that... she got to do with, and these sort of people got to do with anything regarding current affairs and politics? I mean, all she has is money. Why? I mean, she's on TV and she has influence, yeah. Yeah, therefore, perhaps, as well. I don't believe she does a show anymore. Maybe she does, but. Um, Maybe it's because she's black, and that's what's required. But I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't it's crazy it. how just money you could you could be a nobody. You could be Mark Zuckerberg. You know, as long as you have the wealth, you're part of this group. It's um, it's insane. What are they talking about? I don't agree. I I, I, I agree that it's that it's something that would definitely cause one to raise your eyebrows when you think of the wealthiest, most some of the wealthiest, most powerful people meeting in secret. Yeah. Um, but to jump from that to then concluding that they're all coming up with a plan to what to do with us all and the future of human civilization is a logical leap. I would say that something needs to be done about because you can't, I mean, the world's not getting bigger and a natural result. I don't want to cover all ground that we've talked about before as well as you're aware. Yeah. Um, overpopulation is a problem. Lack of natural resources is a problem. If we could all move to solar and wind energy, great. But why aren't they moving slightly quicker than that? And um, and this little nation of ours, we've got 67 million people on this little island. We seem to be the test bed for this virus thing, the guinea pig. Um, I find it very sinister. I don't buy a word of it, except that there may be a new strain of virus out there. I'm certainly not going to run from it. But in a nutshell, what the hell? They said three weeks to flatten the curve. It's been 15 months and there doesn't seem to be a lot of progress being made. Half the population is vaccinated and they're all subject to exact same rules as the unvaxxed. What is going on? It is not normal. It is very strange. Let me put a counter position forward. Yeah. I see that COVID is pretty much over now. Well, the pandemic ended a long time ago. It ends when I turn my whatever TV and radio it, off. Yeah, go ahead. Whatever it was, and we might disagree on that. Whatever it was, it seems to be pretty much over. And I suspect that by August, it will be mostly a memory. And then we'll just be left with this big global bill. So let's assume after it is over, what do you think happens with all of the trillions of dollars that have been spent? Trillions of pounds, dollars and euros that have been spent in response to this thing. Right. My council tax bill has gone up very recently uh, and my bins are collected less frequently i know that seems unrelated but one way or another they're going to give with one hand and take with the other um let's bear in mind can that you just pull your microphone up there a bit dude put it because it's how's that that's, that's probably about right yeah so um Let's bear in mind that, that money, as we know it, cash is printed at will. It's not a it's not in a finite source. It goes on and on. Uh, call is made. I don't know. We know it works. The central banks print cash, and they throw it at you. And that, that's what's been happening of late. They call it lockdown, but really, it's been cold because we've had a cold winter. People have been paid to stay home or whatever, and they've been uh, they've been playing ball mostly. I know I haven't. Um, then they say you're all right. It's gone down. There's no, there's no third, fourth, fifth wave in the summer. You can do as you please, and come back to winter, and it'll be another lockdown. And they'll say there's more deaths. We know they're lying about the death figures, and they go on and on. It's but those not aren't meant the noises, to end, like I say. Those aren't the noises that the government are making. The no, government are making noises. The government is saying we are moving towards as quickly as possible, opening up the economy, opening schools and ending these lockdown measures and going back to business as usual where we buy things and go to shops and eat at restaurants and all that sort of stuff. We could argue that that's already taking place. I mean, you can go to the pub and you can buy in the shops and the schools have been open a while. Um, but this is, uh, like I say, it's an on-off switch where they can say, uh, second wave, fourth wave, fifth wave, new variant, lockdown, lockdown, abide by us. Then eventually going to say, this is going to keep happening every winter unless we do something you know, drastic and sinister for the greater good, blah, blah, blah. That'll be the vaccine passports, and it's not really a passport as such, but either way, this will be this new form of digital uh, information kept um, initially on a perhaps a card or, or on an app, and eventually... Can I just butt in for a moment yeah. without interrupting? Yeah. Uh, I was... Uh, it was my understanding, just from listening to a few things on mainstream media, that the 
motion that went through in the Houses of Parliament was explicitly a motion stopping the enforcement of any mandatory vaccine passport. So it looks like the government have passed a law saying that well, we will not have a van mandatory passport, which is the opposite of what you've just speculated. A vaccine passport is neither a mandatory vaccine or a passport. It is an app which tells you three things. Whether you've been vaccinated, whether you've tested negative in the prior 72, 72 hours, or whether you allegedly have the antibodies. Um, see, now I could live with something like that. I'm not happy with having to prove my health because I'm on the old-fashioned method where my body tells me if I'm healthy or if I'm sick or if I'm tired or if I'm hungry, not this, this test which, which shows fruit and, and Coke and, and tap water as positives. You know, so many false positives. I'm not happy with that idea at all. Yeah, I remember what you said about the... Uh, the um, the notion in Parliament about no vax passports, but what they say and what they do are two different things. They'll they'll do what they want to do. People will perhaps resist or allow it. Uh, generally speaking, there is resistance. Of course, there is. But going to London and throwing bottles but, at police is not the way forward. It really isn't. Um, so it seems like you have largely the same position as you did last time. We, last time we spoke, but the world and the UK and the world in general seems to be opening up and saying yes, goodbye sure. to covid well yes but then if you look at the mainstream media this thing dangerous third fourth uh this variants these variants to call them out how do they even know how do they oh well that's what well, if you that's the kind of headline that you get from the daily mail or the mirror bbc you name it, anything <coughs> it's mostly large i haven't BBC. really heard much of that kind of news noise from the bbc but you get that from sort of the trashy tabloid press because that's an easy click, isn't it? Dangerous third wave yeah. to, to cripple Britain in come yeah. September. Yeah. Um, and it'd be based on, on very little actual evidence from any authority no. and so on. But people will so buy that's it. Fairly, I don't think they will. I don't think they have. I mean, I don't, I don't look around and seeing. No, but me and you are different. Have yeah. If you, the average people out there, they look at them, they're, they're masked, brain dead cattle. They, they're waiting for Boris to say, yes, you can or no, you can't. I mean, just stop complying and this would end tomorrow, you know? If everyone, like I said before, I think if everyone was like me, this would end real quick. But unfortunately, they are not. They are happy to be scared. And people show them evidence that they shouldn't be, then they want to be scared in a sense. And they end up hating people that aren't wearing the masks or they skip around you like, like you're a leper walking down the street. They'll walk into the road to... to Some people do. Six, not, yeah, of course, not all of them. The minority. insane. I see young people wearing masks, driving a car on their own or running, jogging. What the hell? They're not wearing the mask to protect others from them. They think that little piece of cotton is going to protect them for the allegedly most dangerous, deadly virus ever. It's, it's, it's insane. You can see what's going on. Uh, but let them, you know. Okay, but you haven't responded to my point that it seems to be going, it seems to be ending. At the moment, but then we're getting... So, you're, so your repost to that point is that, yeah, but they're talking about a second and third wave, well, fourth we've had and fourth those, wave, yeah, so on. The variants now, they call so them we've variants. had our second wave, and mm. we've had a few new variants, but it, the, even the numbers from every the numbers from every data outlet yes. are all pointing the same way, less deaths, less cases, so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, the weather is warming up, mm. people are going to be outside more. Uh, it seems to be legitimately proven mm. through mainstream science that COVID doesn't, whatever it is, doesn't do very well in the summer, as most colds and flus don't do well in the summer. Um, so like to know I'm, I'm just wondering, are... do you want this to carry on? Because it's kind of fun in a way. No. Because it seems to be ending, and yet you don't seem to like the idea that it's ending. I don't like the idea that people still buy into it and, and 15 months on and people aren't showing enough resistance and, and you know, they're still not questioning. And I know I see resistance, sure, but um, you just, you know, you see these people, don't they, they indicate who they are with those stupid blue things on their faces. You know, there's a lot of them. Um, why are we having to... But But I think even they think that it's ending soon. Well... And it they, looks to be, it appears to be yeah, ending Throughout soon. history, the, the pandemics have lasted like one or two years. They could say Wangan is a greater population now, so it would last a bit longer. But they're obliged, if half the population is vaccinated, for instance, they're obliged to make it look like it's ending and open stuff up. But, um, but you yeah. think, well, is that a smokescreen for something else? See, this is where... No, the ultimate goal agenda is still control. This is not a virus that just sprung on everyone. This is... People have known about Okay, well, so, so you say, so if there is this they group... Yeah, they... And the ultimate agenda <laughs> seems to be control. Yes. 
and the super elites and so on. I'm not disputing that. Right. But if that was the agenda, it seems to clearly have failed because we're coming out of this thing. Well, and I thought we it's were coming winding out down. last year. Um, the government have published dates when when shops will be open. They've published dates when all areas of the economy will open. Sure, but when do they close again? When stupid says, I can't yeah. see them closing again. I would like to I think, think whatever this is, most of the population will be vaccinated. So if it is some kind of conspiracy, it seems to have failed because I don't think you'd be able to sell another lockdown to the public when firstly half of the population, if not more, will, will have been vaccinated within the next couple of months. You'll have had an entire summer where the virus would presumably die out, whatever the virus may be. I think it's over. It was over. I think Me it's you know nearly it over. was over a long time ago, but officially it's still here. I think officially it's nearly over as well. If we test, if there's tests and they're accurate and if people test negative, then there should be absolutely no restrictions at all. They should fill the football stadiums and cruise lines and everything. Not you test negative before going on a plane. That's it. You should be able to use the plane. They shouldn't have empty seats here, there, and everywhere, and masks and all this shit. If you test positive and the, the tests are accurate, then you're clear. You're all good. But um, how about we draw a line under the COVID thing? There's there's lots of other things to talk about. How about we talk about the old racist bastard that was put away under the ground? He probably died months ago. <laughs> if you look at pictures of him in the car, he looked like a corpse. We could move seamlessly from COVID into <laughs> the other virus. Do you remember what he said? His quote, if I was to die, I'd like right. to be reincarnated as a virus to solve the population. How problem. about, look, because when people agree on stuff, it's really boring, mostly. Yeah, it's not agreeing. So, I, because there is, a, there is an area of, of disagreement, which I think me and you will probably have if we were to talk about our dear and fine royal family to who I swear I swear allegiance I'm joking of course okay. um, I've been watching The Crown recently yeah Netflix is it and it feels like a pretty accurate representation Who's, who did that the BBC no it's a Netflix okay. original right um, have you seen any of it no I've read up on it but I haven't yeah. seen it I don't think I'll be able to stomach it to be honest anything regarding the it royals, certainly doesn't like... paint the royal family as no. you know the the the, the, the mountbatten's wonderful noble people or no. anything like that i think it does paint queen liz or Queenie, for the, the full name but i don't queen lizard yeah. as um as a jute as a very dutiful person hmm. um she's the only one who's kind of comes across consistently comes across well to the viewer whereas all of her children andrew edward charles and anne all are painted as the kind of nasty little self-involved narcissists that they are well, andrew's reputation um, and also well, andrew's uh, yeah. <laughs> the, i think the one time and andrew pops up he's talking about being attracted to young women in the crown which is quite which is quite nice that they... Any, sort of any mention of Diana that. in the crown at all? No. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so no Diana, at the murder. end of season four, it's coming towards the end of Diana and Charles's relationship. And I think the last episode, actually, is Diana meeting with our dearly departed Prince Philip and saying, I'm not happy in the marriage. I'm terribly unhappy in the marriage. What if I was to leave the marriage? Mm. And Prince Philip responding... Things wouldn't work out for you, well for you if you did that, Diana. <laughs> now, obviously, this is fiction. Mm, well, she um, did. She did have a letter that she wrote saying they're going to plan an accident. My car's brakes are going to fail. Something like that. Do you yeah. remember that letter? That actually made it onto a BBC Panorama program or something similar. And it goes really? mainstream. Yeah, okay. the letter, the Diana letter, is a very famous letter. Mm. They're oh, going to up. do something to the brakes of my car, and lo and behold. Not quite the break. Should we get a bit Boston more Joe breaks. Rogan and should we Google things while on the pod? You can do. Um, that, that, that people can, can Google for themselves. Um, well, let's, let's Google it. Sure. So Diana, what, Read it what, out. Absolutely. Why not? Diana, final, Diana, Princess of Wales, final letter. Diana Spencer, final letter I before death. I don't know death. when it was. It was a letter she wrote. If you just put right, Diana letter, breaks, car, anything like that, death. And um, I can't actually read the writing too well, but I have read the thing. And it's Keep talking because we can't have dead air. This is why I need yeah. to get a producer on the show to Google um, things for me. Oh, okay. So Princess Diana, letter in the Independent. 
Princess Diana claims, um, so this is reporting with, via the Independent, oh, Thursday, so this is from uh, two years ago, three years ago, August, Princess Diana Letter claims Prince Charles was planning an accident in her car just 10 months before fatal crash. My husband is planning an accident in my car, brake failure and serious head injury, the royal wrote. Um, and in interesting the, in video interview she says I'm troubled to them I'm troubled and this is obviously when she was messing around with Dodie Al-Fayed yes um, and then lo and behold something happens obviously it's covered up um, if you look into it and it's very hard to know what's truth and what's not but if you go the mainstream route they are going to not give you a full picture whatsoever they're going to lie and cover it up so the totally um, the, the official the, the official story was Caparati chased her, her car crashed she died she didn't and die right her away. her her driver was drunk yes apparently it was yeah. part or of over the, the official limit, yeah. or over the limit which that that seems very implausible to so me firstly have. that someone who was driving yeah. a, such a high profile figure around mm. would be drunk um, and no get way. away with being drunk yeah. and. And, um, but the car was speeding. I think that's pretty Im- sure, difficult to dispute. It, it was <clears throat> allegedly running away from the paparazzi, but doing 60 or so on a 40 is not, in my book, dangerous. Um, look at the other gent, James Anderson, the guy who had three bullet holes in his head and a suicide note in a burnt-out car. I mean, he had something to do with it, not not as the assassin. Um but bottom line is, everyone knows the story probably by now. Dude, I'm not getting good enough levels on you. You've got to um, speak more into the mic. The um, Yeah, her death was not a death, uh, uh, an accident. It was murder um, by the British Secret Services in conjunction with the French Secret Services. Would they? And the cover up by the British media. Why Why do you implicate the British and French Secret Services there? Well, it was it was happening in France, so the French were involved one way or another. Even if it was just Couldn't to Charles cover it up. have <clears throat> gone through someone else? What, like a mercenaries then, or something? Like a, no, because yeah. the media are in on this one. And if you look at all the details, how they left her to... No one saw to her body or her... She didn't die right away. It was in an ambulance for a long time. Um, and then the some of the... It's a hazy one here, but some of the, the files, uh, a lot of the information went missing the next night or the same night on a hard drive in a building in London. That was very strange, and I'd have to dig up that one to remember exactly what was said. But I know cover up when I <clears throat> when I see it, when I smell it. Um, as soon as the media tell you one thing, the mainstream media absolutely ignore it. I think. Well, I don't like to make fleeting sweeping statements like that. No, that's fair enough. And also, that's not that's not a good way to assess and evaluate information. No, because that's what you call an ad hominem attack. Perhaps if, if that paper said it, it must be a lie. Because no, no, but it's not one paper. This is the entire mainstream media suddenly coming out of the story and sticking so, to it. Can I just like because this is another thing? Yeah, I have to pull you up on when you say the mainstream media say it. It must be a lie. Not quite. You can't. Was that what you just said? Essentially, it it is truer than believing it. I'm not saying it always is, but I just about trust them to tell me the weather. Is that like a sort of truism that you like to throw out there? When there's a a major event like this with a prominent figure, especially when it's a death and there's some sketchiness around it, and suddenly within 24 hours, the entire mainstream media is coming out with one story... The yeah, Independent I know, of are reporting on it, and they're certainly mainstream. Yes, but this was, two, you said, two years ago, so yeah. that would be 2019. We're talking 97 no, now. Yeah. It was every single front page. Come on, we remember it sort of. Um, yeah. It was like 9-11. They told us who did it within 24 hours. wasn't as impactful and meaningful as 9-11. No. The fact but, that one woman died in a car. No. Um, but she was removed uh, by the state. The royals had obviously... The Queen and Charles had something to do with it. If if they only sanctioned it, of course, they didn't pull any trigger, drive any car, anything like that. But the British Secret Services are most definitely in on this one. They are rotten to the core. Um, what would be the motivation? Because if we're putting towards, if we're if we're putting the, together the any line. conspiracy, we have to think about well, why would they want to do that? She, what what did they, what's, what, they what need did they a pure bloodline? And Diana seemed to be a bit of a, a wild ca- wild case. She um, didn't want to do as she was told. 
and she started messing around with a Muslim man, and well, she, she wanted to get pregnant. a divorce, and yes. that's to, to be to get a divorce from the heir to the throne would be very bad for I don't know. Is it a custom? Um, um, well, it's not because why can't, she wanted why to be divorced. Be it's who did she want to hook up with? But if she was divorced, if she was allowed to divorce, then surely it wouldn't really matter if she was like... Yes, but she'd open her mouth, surely, to yak. She had a grudge at that point, and she would yak. Do you think she had some dirt on them? She Absolutely, was but right? then so do a lot of people. But the Al-Fayeds, obviously, Mohammed has large wealth and um, probably quite a bit of influence if he wants to. Um, that could have gone really bad unless she was removed, and she was. I understand it's easy to put a bullet in her, but that would be a bit obvious, so they have to concoct the story, and I'm not Can saying... I just think about... Because I love, again, devil for the detail. Mm. Can we do two things? Like sure. a sort of intellectual exercise, yeah. right? Because you're, you're the first person to do this because you, you have looked into these things more than I have. Perhaps. Only marginally. Mm. Um, but even if we were to think about a scenario where the British and French Secret Service could somehow conspire to uh, to tamper with the brakes on her car, Boston brakes we call this. It's very. It's not that hard to do either. Um, What's that then? Boston brakes is when you uh, remotely hijack the braking system of a car. Would it apply Mercedes, to ABS? Or ABS is just no how you brake. Uh, no, it's uh, a modern car. It was an S class Mercedes. Um, N28 series maybe anyway that would have been easy to do brakes were tampered with um, either he couldn't brake or he couldn't brake correctly or you can even tamper with the steering um, you can do anything remotely as well or um, in advance so that's like a digital hijacking yes essentially and as long as you are uh, there is methods to do it but the, the most Famous method is as long as you have another vehicle following within a mile, and we could argue that's the paparazzi car, right? Comers staying close by, or someone in the tunnel, or where the where it's going to happen. In you know, the tunnel had a camera or two, but it's obviously much more out of the the eyes of the public, even though it was dark and no one really knew the route. Um, we do also have to remember this was what ninety six, ninety seven. Ninety seven, this happened, but so, Boston Brakes has been around since the seventies, right? Seventy nine. Um, you can look that one up as well and read it out if you want, or in your own time. No, People no, know, I think it sounds. I sound yeah, you can remotely yeah. hijack anything, really. Um, right. It's easy to tamper with brakes. It's beyond cutting the brake line so the car doesn't brake because you'd know it straight away. And the driver break. was only doing about 60 and a 40. Something so like, like that. It's probably based in kilometers an hour there in France. Right. So we'll call it 180, or it doesn't even matter. Yeah. And he, he was would drunk, have, so he made a mistake. He wasn't and, drunk. Yeah, so that's what they. they, they yeah. So the mainstream view is he was drunk, he made a mistake, it was an accidental crash, and that's what she and he died they didn't, well, she, didn't, she did not die yeah, well. they, she didn't die instantly she took about several hours in fact to die she didn't die in the car oh. um, but, but you know look into it just don't use mainstream sources for, you know use anything you can and come to your own conclusion see that I say that okay with the Boston Brakes thing I'm convinced that that would have been technically plausible to pull that off oh it's easy how you would get the British and French emergency uh, secret service in on it, it seems a little bit more. Well, I'm, I'm just sure if it would it be that easy. I, I don't know if you ever watched that uh, documentary by Alan Lily Allen's dad, something Alan Keith Allen. Keith Allen. It's called Unlawful Killing, which basically means she was murdered. Um, the jury. Was oh, that specifically about Diana? Yes. The oh. jury literally says she was mur- She was killed unlawfully, which yes, is murdered. Heard, but the mainstream yeah, media that. said accident. So it shows you that the mainstream media. She are was murdered by accident. Unlawful killing means basically murder. Mm. Can mean manslaughter, but that does not mean accident. Mm. And literally the next day, the mainstream media, every t- shit rag said accident, accident, drunk. They would have said drugs if no one believed the drunk story and so forth. And depression, the driver was depressed, had one leg, you know, he couldn't see. There'd have been, you know, multiple stories and layers of it. That's all bullshit. All right. So the Diana thing, okay. So, I mean, being that you told me about the Boston Brakes thing, yeah. I'm going to take your word for that. Yeah. Um, it seems quite plausible and actually it would be technically fairly not particularly difficult no. to pull that no, off no, if you were motivated the trick was to, to make it look like an accident or to have a cover story you can't make yeah. him drive into a wall at 80 and go, yeah. why, why would he have done that he was yeah. drunk no i don't buy that at all so you know there's some sort of story about an underground tunnel yeah but anyway that's that 
And it was just Diana, and there were no real geopolitical or global consequences to the death of Diana. No, she was just a problem for the royals, and obviously the royals yes. had influence and the people yeah. around them in their little... Um... But, like, let me tell you about a place where I have some cognitive dissonance, right? Oh. So I have two ideas fighting against in my brain. So we ended up talking on the last episode, I think, we ended talking about 9-11. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to that. Uh, absolutely. Point. And... So we ended talking about 9-11, and I think I laid out a case, which I think you mostly agreed with, was like, like the, the, some of the physical evidence suggests that all three buildings fell close to free fall yep. following a, a typical pattern of a controlled demolition. Physical evidence, you mean what people saw and what we see on the TV? What we see, well, we have it's we have like video. We need to find, yeah, we don't need to find explosive nanoparticles. We can see. We it, have video of all three buildings yep. falling at near freefall, following the pattern of a controlled demolition. Yep. There are other indicators that the buildings fell as a result of control, controlled demolition yep. as well. They blew we out the, the central columns were blown first. Yeah, and all of that, and all of the molten metal itself. found yeah, at yeah. the bottom, which yep. is very well documented. This is just so on. scratching um, the surface of the 9-11. So if we were to go to, so I would, I would be sort of happy to say, and even if someone thought I was a bit of a kook, I'd be happy to say it looks as though all three of those buildings fell under a controlled demolition, which therefore means someone planted incendiary devices in them. It wasn't Bin Laden. Um, It's uh, it's not plausible that it was Bin Laden. So who, so who would have planted devices in the, buildings and how would they manage it without getting caught right there's multiple lines to this one the first one was that the buildings were made to be destroyed once they were built they had um devices we call them devices as vague in a conspiracy sometimes the idea is you never actually know what happens all you do know is what didn't happen um they were built to be destroyed that's one of them um why why do you destroy a building, a skyscraper 1,400 feet tall? Well, they needed to be destroyed because there new regulations f- were the asbestos within the building. It would have been impossible to knock them down and rebuild them or remove the asbestos. Far cheaper to destroy them totally. Now, the guy do that owned the Do you know when complex, they were built? Yeah, 60s. In the um, 60s, yeah. and they fell in 2001. Yeah. So that's 40 On your years. 18th birthday. Indeed, yeah. Um, so... But, but where so if they were built in the sixties and it, the the explosives were installed in the sixties when they were built, that's one theory. You'd, um, you'd presume that if over forty years, explosives would degrade. They have to be maintained that somehow. Depends on what sort of explosives we're talking. I do not for a moment believe it's conventional C four or something like that or dynamite. I think well, people have suggested nanothermite. Nanothermite. If you've seen what that does to steel, that cuts through it like a hot knife through butter. Yeah. Um, and I saw what looked like the, the core columns were cut at an angle, which makes the building slide as such, and it helps it fall. Um, nanothermite particles were found in the dust, but um, that's another line, so nanothermite. Um, there, there's multiple G- DEWs. D- um, have you heard of that as a weapon? Direct energy weapon? That was around, well, that's been around since before 2001. Um, there's been possibly more incidences of that being used in some of the so California just, fires, but that's a totally separate subject. Yeah. So D- just, DEW, direct energy weapon, something the US military has uh, a lot of... It, well, I don't think we've to. finished on 9-11 yet. No. Um, but so, what do you think? Do you think... Do you, so, if if we if we agree that the buildings fell as a result of a controlled demolition... 9-11 is much more likely than, that... It, I see. I find it difficult and implausible to imagine yes. that you would have had managed to get contractors into the building before nine eleven well, to wire the building without anybody noticing and blowing the whistle. It seems was, um, like a very difficult sure. task. There was uh, two weeks leading up to. It might have been two or three months leading up to nine eleven. There has been multiple shutdowns of the entire. Um, complex because the, the complex had seven buildings obviously one and two was the, the twin towers building seven we all know about building six was another interesting building that had a huge crater in it at the end of it which did not match uh, you know offices falling and dust falling onto it um, one of them had um, a gold a bullion um, like a like Fort Knox basically and that that gold was removed on the very same morning, which I find fantastic. 
as a co I mean, how they see planes hit or whatever, then they have 20 big tr military trucks unloading all these, these gold bars. And that was never found again. And that's another interesting one. That was out of Building 6. Um, buildings 3, 4, and 5 were smaller and less well-known. Obviously, all of them were flattened in the end. Um, so the World Trade Center complex had seven buildings. One, oh. two, and seven, we know most about. Six is very interesting. Three, four, and five are less so. Six had the gold vault. All that gold uh, was removed, and then we're talking billions. God knows what happened with that. Um, as you seven, that's probably the most talked about one, isn't it? Um, mm. But the whole complex well, was bought is by like, um, Mr. So, Larry Silverstein just yeah. weeks before. He insured it against terrorism. And Larry Silverstein, if I remember, did he go on to have quite a prominent position in... The, or did he previously have a prominent position in H.W. Bush's administration? Well, his, his surname should give it away what he's all about. Um, We're not going into that. No, not, not this time at least. Um, but he bought it for 500 mil, insured, insured it, and he got paid about 4.3 billion. And he was meant to be uh, dining in one of the, the top floors of Tower One every day, except on the day in question when he had a doctor's appointment. You know, it just goes on and on. I don't believe a word of it. Um, he says he got also, he says it's very famous videos, a few of them. He says he got the call from the fire department saying we cannot um, save. Well, traders and we need to seven. pull it. We need to pull it. Yeah. And save it from what? There was barely any fire in there. And pull it is a demolition term yeah, for... Bring it down. Bring it down, yeah. And even if people say, okay, so they brought it down because it might fall, you know, and kill everyone. No, because it takes weeks to wire something that size. Um, obviously, they cannot have done it on the same afternoon. So, for me, that Larry, that, that Larry Silverstein pull it comment is perhaps a piece of evidence to support that the buildings might have been wired well, from conception. There's insurance fraud, there's gold bullion heist, there's, you name it, it had everything. And that's just the towers. We're not touching on the Pentagon or the put options or NORAD stand down. Or, yes, that's you know, very true. The flight yeah. manifests, the, the, yeah. the passport. They found passports of each of these terrorists intact on each site supposedly yeah and the passports are out of date so they would never really got them uh, used them to be able to get on the plane and you wouldn't need a passport for an internal flight anyway which all the flights were it just stinks doesn't it oh there's no arab names on the on the passenger manifest someone else says oh they must have snuck on well why would you sneak on with a passport this is you know it just it's just fantastic when you look at it it just stinks more and more the more you look into it, but bottom line is, if you just look at the video, you don't actually see commercial passenger planes hitting anything that they not even any of the towers. You see something hit the second tower. It's very tricky to tell what it is. But if you I've look seen at some video, of the video, I've seen video countless, countless times of both planes appear to be hitting the towers. Well, there's there's very few videos of the first plane hitting, as you can imagine. There's like some grainy stuff, and you hear an explosion, and people look up and start filming, and then the oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, first one, point. no, the second plane is yeah. much clearer. What looks like a plane is is, is melting into it. Have you seen We're the? We're not going to um, start going into hologram theories. No, I'm not. I'm not one of those people. I'm not a no planer. There is no planers. Have you seen that the nose out shots? Yes. Yes. where the plane appears to go right through the building, come out the other side, then the screen goes black, and then that plane's nose has disappeared and it's no longer there. And that's in two or three shots. And this is basically just media, uh, poor media editing. Right. It's just, you you can look for yourselves. Anyone who looks into it, it stinks. You, you can live with a few coincidences and things like that. Then you think, hang on, there's like 50 here. It's easier to just say, well, it's not stories difficult bullshit. to like... Well, it's not difficult to think that oh, well, certain media outlets would have had it been incentivized to create more interesting footage to put on their nine o'clock news. Yeah, but I think a plane, a passenger plane hitting a skyscraper is pretty interesting in its own right. You don't need to mess about with it. And what you see, if you look at it, is just bullshit. When you see, okay. What do you What do you mean? What you see is bullshit? Because I, I still. The planes appear to be hitting. The plane appears to be hitting the building. Sure, like, it melts first... into it. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't break up. It literally melts into it. And when you eventually look up and see the shots, there is a plane-shaped gash in the building. Yes, but you don't see the back end of the plane. You don't see the front of it. You don't see anything on the on the down on the pavement on the roads. 
So, so what, it, what that's, does that suggest to that's you? That's supposing some say, okay, well, what they've done is taken their time and when they've made a plane-shaped gash with explosives. Now, I understand how ridiculous that sounds. But I would expect to see something. And then, obviously, as the firemen, and you can hear them on their radios, as they're up to about the 80th floor or whatever, just three floors under, then the thing comes well, How fast would the plane have been travelling at the time that it hit the tower? 400 miles an hour, maybe? 400 miles an hour. Okay, but have you seen... So, what it's I... pretty reasonable to assume it... that if hitting a plane... Of that size hitting the plane a would be destroyed. Yes, it would be pulverized instantly. And of course, you've got you've got the instant you've got the instant burning of all of the jet fuel, which would presumably so, have some impact on the pulverizing of the plane. So I wouldn't necessarily expect to see the tail of the plane sticking out from the building. I would expect building. to see something, but you, you a a seagull hitting the nose cone of a plane, which is very delicate because that's what a radar gear is. Is that? That will make a huge dent in the plane at 400 miles an hour. It would kill the yeah. bird, yes. But this plane is made of, of, of sheet aluminium. It will not penetrate structural steel, not to mention that these towers were built to withstand If it was traveling at 400 miles an hour, it might do. It will not penetrate a, a, a structural steel and concrete building, never. The engines are very heavy. Yeah, plane. four or five tons each. Um, but uh, it's they're lying about that, and if you if you look, you will not actually. But find put, what are you suggesting then? Plane. So okay, there was no passenger planes that struck anything. It was like a different that. type of plane. Yes, correct. Right. Remotely flown military. I think it was. Um, there's a lot of U.S. Air Force grey. Well, the witnesses. None of them described a Boeing seven three seven. There were United Airlines was the second one. That's um, got the, the livery of that is grey, blue and red, but this was windowless, dark grey, like a US Air Force plane. Um, and as for the Pentagon, that was a Global Hawk drone or a, a Jazz M, they call it. That's another Well, it is, it is probably probably reasonable to point out that we don't have publicly available footage of any plane hitting the Pentagon. Of course we don't, but if you look um, carefully... And the Pentagon is the most, probably yes, one of the most surrounded buildings by CCTV, in the world. Yeah. So, so there seems to be a legitimate lack of evidence there. There is lots of footage of people picking up parts yes. of planes. Not quite. Site. See, just after it happened, the Pentagon lawn was absolutely clear. What they do show you, it's a very famous picture. It's not clear when it was taken. They show you the uh, the sea of the livery of the American, the senior word American of American Airlines. That piece of plane, and that's about 0.02% of the entire fuselage of the plane. That C was the lying. C in American Airlines. Yeah, the word American is the C there. <laughs> that part of the plane was sitting on the lawn, un- unhindered. <laughs> a bit like a passport theory, so that people go, aha, that's the C for American <laughs> Airlines, not United that's Airlines, good. it's American Airlines. Therefore, that plane was mm. it. I'm thinking, where is the 99.98% of the rest of the fuselage that doesn't have any words on it? That should be there, and we should be allowed to make our own one. But no, they do this, and they do the passports thing. I think, fuck off, I'm not stupid. And a lot of people sussed it. And there's obviously the, the flight path, there's the, the downed uh, lamp posts that didn't match up. The Pentagon, we think that you know, it was a 70-foot section that caved in on itself, but at first it was just this tiny little hole that no plane could ever have gotten into. And when they started to put out the fire then, a bit like the, 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 the Twin Towers, then when people start to see what's going on, the smoke clears, boom, down it comes. And this large section of the Pentagon was levelled, um, covering up whatever may or may not have hit. Now, bottom line is, they weren't passenger planes. And there's, a, a, there's another prominent theory, because all four alleged planes were one quarter full. Now, the counter-argument to that is that, oh, the hijackers carefully checked, the, somehow checked the flight manifest to use a, you know, get put on board a, a not a very plane full plane, so it'd be less resistance. Less yeah. yeah. And obviously another theory is that, okay, four quarter-filled planes is the same as one full one, in theory, for 737s and L200 people. Um, and a 737 was shot down over Pennsylvania, into India Lake, Pennsylvania, Donald Rumsfeld even admitted that on live TV. He said, shot down over Pennsylvania. Um, a lot of people, you know, just put two and two together. Okay, they've used some drones and some fake media footage for Twin Towers and the Pentagon and the actual passenger plane shot down, covered up, and they said it, it, it uh, buried itself in the ground about seven miles away in a field in Pennsylvania. That would be... But, there, but even in the field... 
And then they went down and it, it Flight followed, 93, yeah. Yeah, it went straight down to the ground, it dug a hole in the ground, and the ground covered itself up over the plane. And when you go there and you see the drone and helicopter footage, it's just some dirt and a ditch. So there was almost no evidence of any plane in that field no, in Pennsylvania as well? No, there wasn't, because I believe, most people believe it's shot down nearby over India Lake, um, which is a lake in Pittsburgh, near Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Right. Now, I believe this was plane full of people if there was indeed any plane this is a myriad of lies and contradictions it's very hard to know what the truth is the only thing for sure is that the official story is bullshit there was no passenger planes um even if you look at some of the alleged victims they're they're using multiple they call them victims simulated victims where they're using (laughs) they're literally just switching a photo around so the left becomes the right and they're using a different name a different pseudonym much like they did with sandy hook victims which is another story we could eventually go on um, NORAD stand down. No, none of the plane, none of the planes um, shot down by um, U.S. warplanes. The military, they just they left it. Um, there is so many things about 9/11. It, it makes your head spin. How people can still not know by now that it was a lie to get pretext for war, like they've done with the Gulf of Tonkin incident. I think there was lots. There was a there was a cert, there was various like Gallup poll type national surveys. And something like 9-11, there was a very high proportion of the American population that believed that there was something suspicious. Too right. But something whatever like they 20% say, of the public thought there's something, something deeply suspicious about um, Some people what, called, they've, what they've been told about yeah, 9-11. Some people and, called it the next day, actually. Good on them. I, I believed uh, it. I have to be honest. I believed it at first. Until yeah, our, me too. Until our good mother said, hang on. Look at the Pentagon. Okay, well, that's obviously a lie. And then Building 7, okay, that's a lie. And then, believe it or not, when I woke up, was um, was on Sky, actually. It was, uh, wasn't was wasn't the best documentary. It was like 9-11, whatever, whatever. And a, a Dutch guy was narrating it. He sounds, he's got a Dutch name. He's an American. Who I became friends with on Facebook. And I started talking to him. And he's uh, he's an outcast now. He's in Argentina. Wow. He plays guitar and, and he doesn't really do a lot. I thought, holy shit. They are saying that the entire thing is a lie I didn't think that and then he watched the towers crumble I go, oh I see what he's saying and all these puffs of smoke and explosions hundreds of feet down I think hang on a minute what's going on and from that on from that day on I was awake I call myself awake you I'm know how like myself for believing the official story stuff like the Gulf of Tonkin yeah false flag and the Bay of Pigs yep. is like uh, is not really disputed anymore no. and no one no one thinks of it as mm. a conspiracy theory but it's a conspiracy fact yeah um, Therefore, not a not a f- conspiracy fact, just a fact. Just a fact, yeah. yes, a fact about people conspiring to yeah. do something. Yeah, right. Um, I wonder if nine eleven will enter that sort of place, and how long it might take eventually before Perhaps it's it already will. There. I think maybe when all of the people who are directly who were directly in power at the time have passed on. I think it's more likely to happen once, once you know George W. dies and Dick Cheney, yeah, just be and Donald Rumsfeld, more scumbags. I think the problem. Yeah, is but the I media. wonder if when they die, when they die, there might be more, because the, the CIA and stuff like that. They, they, they. To be fair to them, they have admitted openly to yeah. a lot of the nefarious shit of course, that they've done. But the over media time. maybe mention it and then they and cover yes, it up. And then it rarely gets much. People rarely pay much attention to it when they do declassify documents and, and admit it and admit terrible things. Um, I wonder if it will be the same thing. I'd just imagine, like you know, maybe like twenty twenty forty five or something like that. All of these people are dead. Yeah, and no there's, one there's some sort of some sort. Yeah, no one will really care. Well, we'll remember. We'll be old by then. Um, we won't be old. We'll be like middle age. Will it be too inflammatory? When will it stop being inflammatory? Maybe twenty fifty if we're still around. By you mean then. when people get offended by being told a few home truths? Well, it's not going to stop me. Um, no, it's just when, when will it be kind of? When will things be openly admitted? Well, the mainstream media about are always on nine eleven. Always going to be controlled. So. They might use it one day, like they used the Bin Laden fake death, because that's that's part linked to nine eleven. He died in two thousand and one, and this Navy SEAL SEAL Team Six shit was a load of you know that's a yeah, lie. I've read a bit about this. Um, as well. But they use it when they need to use it to cover up another thing or to make themselves put themselves in a good light. It's, oh, we killed Bin Laden finally. 
let's say we admit to 9-11 but then they're covering up for something else to make themselves look good and honest and then what you don't see is they're pulling the wall over your eyes with this next thing the moment is still covid um but um there is so much info on 9-11 and there's so many other things that they do um and sometimes there's a pattern and the pattern is the mainstream media they control us What's that Green Day Don't song? Don't repeat yourself, Jeremy. Right, okay. The Green Day song hits a nail on the head. American Idiot, One Nation Controlled by the Media, something like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the police and the military combined cannot control the population, but the media can. And we're in, I've said it before, we're in World War Three. I know. Just well, if you've know. said it before, don't say it again. Right, I'm just reminding people <laughs> of a prior episode. Touch on Bin Laden's death, which is linked, if you want, and then knock it on the head because I think we're being summoned. We've been summoned. We should. We should. Big go. fat cheeseburgers. So this was part three of me and Jeremy in the conspiracy metaphor that's about school. Should we call this? Um, should we call this episode watching Infowars in detention, sure. or watching Infowars in the head teacher's office, um, something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Largely um, Diana and 9-11, this one, so we can not use those ones again or touch upon them. Nothing yeah. more on the next How one. How about this? On the next podcast, we don't talk about anything at all conspiratorial. Ooh, I don't know. Okay, but controversy is good. Controversy is not... fine. Right. We, we don't talk about anything conspiratorial. I think we could do it. Let's try. Maybe. Yeah. But I make no promises. I'll open with a philosophical question and we'll see where we go from okay. there. Okay. Fine. And every time you start to veer into conspiracy land, I'll, I'll, I'll warn you. It's in my genetic makeup. Or I'll punch you or something. Yeah, I don't know. That Dude, good. that was great. Pleasure. Thank That's you very much. three-part trilogy of me and Jeremy mostly hanging around in the conspiracy dumpster or the conspiracy penthouse. We'll leave it to the I viewer, the listener, yeah. the listener to make the judgment on that. Thank you, dude. Let's go. Pleasure. Let's go eat. Peace. Peace, everybody. Bye.